1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
0: Wait, are you recording already? Because this is the story I want. what, is this what, what you? <laughs> what do you? What did you do, sir? Right, you what know, I might do on camera right now, and for. Uh... Our recording and listening
1: audience. So I went to the uh, Randall Morris. It's the uh, too, too Hot to Handle Randall Morris Golf <laughs> golf Tournament, the former <laughs> great tailback, you know, for the Hawks. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a great tournament, great cause, um, you know, uh, for a lot of youth. And uh, there was just the trophy standing there. Like it was the winner's trophy. And uh-huh. nobody – it's like the – Everyone, every left, and the trophy was just standing. There. I was like, "Yo, did they leave that behind." And so, of course, I just took it and took a selfie with it. Of may course. or may, may or may not have put it on social. But yeah, <laughs> just another day, another trophy.
0: <laughs> was that your caption?
1: Yeah, no. Nah, but we came in third, I think, and I'm pretty sure the two groups had cheated. So I'm not afraid to keep that trophy if I have Wait to. A
0: second. Oh my gosh, I have to reset. First of all, you're you're admitting to theft. You're also claiming cheating by another team. You're claiming like that there's nefarious activities at the golf tournament here. Like this this story is too hot to handle, man. Call the Seattle Times.
1: I know. I'm gonna have to have a word with Randall because <laughs> it was outrageous. Um, well,
0: what I mean, you won the last golf tournament you guys were in. What what happened this time? Was Coach Tice not available <laughs> anymore, or what happened?
1: No, I do it. so my Coach Tite, he put me with some ringers, man. They, these guys, they are hitting 300-yard bombs. Wow. They, Oh, man, they didn't miss a fairway, and we were, what was it, 20, 24 under or whatever it was. It was crazy, right? <laughs> and then I go to this one, and they're like, hey, you know, we're counting on you to to, to, to make it happen. And I was like, oh, bro, I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm here to have, you know, raise awesome. some money, have a couple drinks, high fives, you know that's more my my deal when i go to these things so because in the other two tournaments yeah we won two tournaments uh the the one with tice and then came back and what was the other one um alonzo mitts he put me with some a good group so that's all i ask just put me with a good group you know
0: (laughs) yeah it's not fun when you show up to the golf tournament and the other three people look at you like you're the stud. That's what happens. Oh. To me. I, but not that not that they would think that or anything. It's just that they're like waiting for someone who knows golf finally to show up. And then I show up and I'm like, it's not me. <laughs> and then I'm also going, oh, it's going to be a long day.
1: One tournament. And I'll, I'll let you know this. I forget which one it was that we did this year. We started off with four bogeys. Then I was like, fellas, I don't know if I've ever been in a scramble where we've had, you know, more than one bogey, never mind started with four straight. Right. So, and uh, it was one of those days where it was like a hundred degrees out for three straight days. So of course we're going to blame the heat, but um, yeah, we didn't even finish the round. They were like, you know what? It's just kind of hot. It's too hot. Let's just uh, call it after nine. Get here. And so I had to jump into like Locklear and somebody else's group, Sean Locklear and somebody else. they were like, they were gonna they, they braved it, man. they're like, yo, we're going. We're, we're we're at hole 12. there's only seven or six to go. They're like, we're going for it. And I was like, all right, I'm jumping in. Man, yeah, the other guys were like, I'll see you at the 19th hole. And we won wow. that one, but unfortunately I wasn't a real part of their team, so I didn't get to part, partake in the celebrations. Dude, these golf tournaments sound insane. <laughs> they, they are.
0: <laughs> I love it. Hey you ready to do the show? Talk some Seahawks week one. Oh, can't wait. Let's All right. It. Hit the theme song. Let's get this crowd going. Now, come on. Get him up. Get him up. Get him up. On, on three. One, two, three. Oh. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix.
1: Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. He takes a snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Oh. Holy cow! Great football now! It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. Who's got my belly? I got the belly. Ah. That's not fun. Ah. My player. Trouble playing. Thunder. All one. Ready. Play. Russell looking. Go Russell scrambling. Pump faking. Still looking. Now he spins out. We got a five baby. forty Down the far sideline. He's still moving. He's going to go. go! The finish, 20, 10. They do it again. Touchdown! Touchdown! podcast
0: on the Believe Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Seahawks superfan Brett Davern, and he is Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu. Week one is over. We played the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis, and the Seahawks came away with a victory, destroying the Colts. It's overreaction day around here. There's a local Seattle sports radio show that does, like, overreaction day or whatever. Overreaction, Lofa. We're winning the Super Bowl, and Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson are co-MVPs. Write it down.
1: I mean, that's not an overreaction. Not from what we saw. Um, yeah,
0: buddy. So, I, yeah.
1: We got lots lot to break down here, but uh, it was incredible. Let's just was yeah. start there.
0: If you guys got thoughts, hit us up, SeahawksPod at gmail.com. We'll read your emails on the air. Or, you know, if they're too profane, we'll read them off the air and laugh. Either way. Send Halloween. us your emails, Seahawks P-O-D, at gmail.com. Before we really get into it here, let's uh, take a second and give a shout-out to our wonderful sponsor, one of our wonderful sponsors, BetOnline.ag. It's that time of year again. Eyes are turning towards football. Teams are back on the gridiron, and BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Make sure you use our promo code. Believe. B-L-E-A-V. When you're betting on everything because you get a welcome bonus when you use the promo code at betonline.ag. Super Bowl odds constantly being adjusted, of course, but the latest ones are out. The Kansas City Chiefs are 5-1 to one to win it all. Let's see where our Seahawks are. Let me see. Quickly scanning the list here. The Seahawks right now. Uh, currently, as we're recording, 18 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. So get over to betonline.ag, lay some wagers down, use our promo code Believe. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Well, like I said, Lofa, I mean, hey, man, week one, Seahawks win 28 16. Um, they did a lot better than my 12 to 8 prediction what, you, yeah. <laughs> what was mine i think you said 24 21 or 24 okay, or 21 okay. 17 or 24 17 something like that uh so you were definitely a little bit closer but hey general thoughts on the game i mean they obliterated the colts man i'm i'm for all my nervousness going into the game what was i worried about
1: no i, I hear you I mean, we're all everybody's worried especially the you know opening the first week of the season on the road, um, you know, yeah, we've traveled well in the past recently under, under Pete and John, but you still, you know, we didn't see any of our starters all preseason. And so there was reason for concern and uh, but they put that to rest and it was uh, just one of the most complete performances as a team that I think we've ever seen in the early goings of a season
0: yeah especially for week one i mean I, I was texting you i was like what am i going to complain about on this show <laughs> well,
1: usually yeah usually uh there's some miscues right whether it's penalties or other things that, that just keep the game too close but that that final score was not you know indicative of how of what went down it was a, it was a thrashing of sorts. oh yeah, you yeah.
0: The commentators even mentioned it in like the second half. Like the Colts, they kind of—I don't know—their shoulders are kind of down. They look dejected. They're kind of walking around, no energy. I mean, and to be in their place with fans for the first time and, for the and all first that. Time. I mean, their fans were going bananas on the Seahawks' first
1: drive, uh and then oh. after that, it was like a library in there. Well, I mean, you know, and we'll get into it, but that first drive did have me ready to text you, ready to say, "Yo, what the hell are we doing?" uh Cause they were running the ball at will, you know, yeah. um, there was one penalty that got extended the drive. And I think without that, I think Jamal went off sides and then they converted a third and five.
0: Yeah. He's like, off by like a fraction of an inch and yeah. all that first sack of the year. Yeah. Right.
1: But, um, but other than that, I mean, that was, I just want to thank the Colts for stopping just abandoning the run and, uh, yeah.
0: And thank you Colts fans for not having the stamina to yell for an entire football game.
1: Right. Were they tired? I think, Ooh. you know, Uh-oh. they should have got their practice going, right? Cause it, I know it's going to be rocking over here at Lumen Field this week. Oh yeah. Well, Hey, let's get into some specifics here.
0: Russell Wilson and offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron are cooking. I mean, they're, um, they're putting in some work. We maybe stay away from cooking. Pete Carroll actually said the words cooking in his post game press conference. Did he? quickly said i'm just kidding i'm uh, you know he walked walked it back huh (laughs) russ cooking thing but uh russell wilson 18 of 23 18 of 23
1: for 254 yards and four tds pretty
0: efficient man and i think a perfect quarterback rating also
1: yeah he was up there around 148 or 150 i think 153 something is the perfect but uh he had two two of those incompletions were throwaways so they were smart plays you know it wasn't It wasn't his fault. It was nothing there. Okay, let's get rid of the ball and not take a sack or or try to do too much. It was was impressive, man. He looked sharp.
0: Yeah, well, was it more about uh, Russell Wilson and the new Seahawks offense, or was it more about Indy just not covering anybody? Why was he able to just, it seemed like Russell was just able to do pretty much whatever he wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, we saw some, you know, cool new plays, uh, you know, actually handing off the, the fly sweep, you know, and, uh, you know, making them think like, okay, it could be a fly sweep or it could be the zone run to Carson. So now when you have to like really break down and, and play those honest, um, you're going to get a lot of, you know, isolation or one-on-one plays where there's going to be one guy to make the tackle. And, um, and so I think that opens up a lot of the play action for Russ. And, uh, but you know, he, he really made things happen too, especially on some of those throws Um that, that first touchdown to that, uh, Lockett. His
0: first that, completion of the game, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. First
0: completion of the game. I mean, hello, Seahawk fans. A beautiful – and just Tyler Lockett doing Tyler Lockett things.
1: No, I mean, he – I think the reason he's so underrated is because – for a lot of other guys, they'd get celebrated for that catch. But for us, we're like, oh, that's just what Lockett – that's a routine catch. We've seen him do it. In the back of the end zone against Arizona, you pull up the, the – I think that's Arizona. Or that Arizona might have been Field. the one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in that game, he had four. He had a one, two one-handed, you know, with Patrick Peterson draped all over him. And then that one across the end zone, um, the one in the back of the end zone against the Rams where he kept okay. his toes in and fully yeah. extended his hips. It's just like – Dude, people – there's not a lot of guys that can make those catches. Like, even the best, the ones that get all the credit because they have all the yards and the receptions. But he looked over his left because that's where he felt like it was going to be. Russ threw it over the right because the safety was closing. He didn't even turn his head. He just looked back. And to locate the ball and catch it, not even bobble it. Most guys bobble it when they go to the ground. I mean, you can't say enough about this kid. And then –
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I was just gonna say, like, I mean, for anyone out there, like, go just like try walking and just straight up in the air, and then flipping your head around and catching something over your shoulder like that. Let alone running and keeping in mind the back of the end zone. The end
1: zone. I mean,
0: just an incredible play.
1: Yeah, and then and then he turned the burners on for the uh, the sixty-five or the seventy-yard or whatever that was. That was incredible. Yeah, man. Russell Wilson—it's
0: uh, the 11th time in his career that he's had four touchdowns and no interceptions. That's now an NFL record. He was tied with all the big guys, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. alike, but now Russell stands alone as having the most four touchdown games with no interceptions uh, in the league. And then also, um, Tyler Lockett—that 69-yard uh, touchdown catch was the second longest of his career and uh, his 15th touchdown over 40 yards in his group. so well, I mean, and then, those two picking up where they left off
1: if we want to you know nitpick if we want to be like ah it could have been better the only other thing i saw um you know if russell hits he just barely underthrew that wheel route that lockett oh, tried right. to come yeah if, if he if he puts that out in front because lockett was you know had to slow down for it you know that's three touchdowns and wow well, i mean that was another 50 or 60 yarder for for lockett i mean it was yeah. So if if yeah. you want to have something to really get upset about, I mean, I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah, the one missed touchdown. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, uh, Seahawks offense, man. I, this is the story, right? Right. I mean, a, a large part of the story: seven point two yards per play. And like I said, not only Russell seeming like he was doing anything he wants, but new offensive coordinator Shane Waldron pretty much looking like he could call anything he wants. And I just have to ask you again: like, was this? How 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 much can we, uh, what I'm how secure should Seahawks fans be in this like new offense or was this just the Colts defense not like we said they were kind of low energy second half like how much is the is the new offense and how much was it that the Colts yeah. were
1: not great? no it it's a it's a combination of both but that okay. that's a defense that's going to give people fits that's that's like yeah. the, they're with Buckner up front uh, Darius mm-hmm. Leonard. Uh, at linebacker, they have a lot of good players, and they've played people tough. So, um, you know, I don't take anything away from our offense being able to do whatever they want. I, I feel like that was a formidable opponent, and um, and so, you know, I think it really is a matter of us not only Shane Walden's offense and being able to call what he wants, but the execution was on a level that we've never seen before out of the Seahawks' offense. Not until later in the season when we're rolling. And, um, and getting comfortable, but impressive. I mean, then you go you i mean where else do you, where are we talking next because i mean well, Gerald, I, we stand with the receivers say, and tight ends because
0: let us know what you think you guys seahawkspot at gmail.com was are you how excited are you for this new offense or do you think maybe the colts just sort of like didn't have it on sunday let us know um i was gonna go to chris carson next man i mean 91 yards on uh 16 carries uh just looked fast looked strong breaking <clears> tackles <throat> catching the ball out of the backfield i mean you know, we, we gave him the big contract, or like, you know, gave him the deal in the off season and he looks great. Right. How did 32 look for you?
1: Oh, phenomenal. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's how back there. And, uh, yeah. I think the run game in particular, you know, offensive line made it happen and, uh, everybody would have averaged over four or four and a half yards. If Russell didn't take those last two, like time wasting sacks, where we just slid, you know, in the backfield, he russ Russ ended up with like two, eight or three three yards of carry. He would have had over five <laughs> a carry if he didn't take those. But so um, you know, that was just a situational thing. But yeah, Carson looked amazing. Um Penny did, unfortunately. Uh but well, my got hurt. Next
0: topic. That's my next okay, topic. Okay, okay. I, because, buddy, what are we gonna do about Rashad Penny? Like, I feel for the guy so bad. Like injuries, you know, it's it can't be his fault or whatever, but, I mean, Rashad Penny on the injury list again says it can take a couple weeks. Uh, Pete Carroll says that a tight calf. What's going on, man?
1: Man, uh, you know, you feel for the kid because, I mean, wow. um, every year he keeps coming in um, and they say, oh, this is the best he's ever looked. This is the fastest he's ever looked. Mm-hmm. And he did. He looked good. and um, But at that, at that point, I thought especially – and this is just me, you know, putting putting on my, you know, uh, personnel or GM cap. I was thinking, um, okay, you got four legitimate running backs with the way that Dallas, D.J. Dallas showed out and Alex Collins and then Penny and Carson. When Baltimore, who we watched last night, lost all three of their starting running backs, I was worried that Collins was going to be moved. But I thought that was a chance where maybe Penny – you know could have been uh could have been moved love the kid um maybe a change of scenery would would, would do better for him um yeah. you know so you know because you never know it could happen to where it just mentally you know you can't get past that hurdle too it's just like oh, it's going to happen again, and then it does. So
0: I I feel bad for him, too, because it's like we don't get to see him play all that often because he's injured so much, and when he's in there, he seems good, and then he doesn't play in the preseason. And as a Seahawks fan, we watch Alex Collins out there just quick and making moves and making people miss and running over people when he has to and catching the ball in the backfield. And then you look up on Sunday, and he's inactive, but Rashad's active, and then all of a sudden he's got the tight calf, and now he's out for a few weeks. So – yeah. I, I just think when are we gonna just you know put Collins in there or someone else and kind of like and and have to move on because it's just it's like this uh, back and forth thing. It's just I don't know, man. I feel yeah. bad for him. Like I said, but
1: well, then now and then you know I, I hope they do give Collins you know a good eight to ten carries and don't they don't overwork Carson because he hasn't shown to stay healthy for a full season either as right. as tough as and as great as he is. It's always been like two years ago, he was the one guy we were missing going in the playoffs. And it's just like, man, this is when we need him the most.
0: Yeah, I want to see Alex Collins activated, and I'm sure he will be for this next game against the Titans.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, let's flip it. Dude, defensive line domination, dude. That game was amazing for the defensive line. Ten quarterback hits, four sacks, Mm. who knows how many pressures. It felt like they were in uh, Wentz's face all the time, and they had another sack on a two-point conversion, which I don't know if that counts for official sacks or not. But, I mean, they were just – they were all over the place, and I put them in my background here, but Daryl Taylor, man, just Mm -hmm. looks great. They said he had the best camp out of anyone, and it looks like it.
1: Oh, yeah, he looks every bit the part of the, the athletic freak that, that we hoped he would be uh, when we draft him in the second round. Uh, the, but the, the whole D-line, I mean, Puna, I got a little scared when Puna went down because, you know, I don't ever see Puna stay on the ground that long. But, yeah, Puna, Monet, um, Dunlap, uh, it's just – and then my guy, Rasheem, you know, yeah, I who I said he's agreeing, poised man. for a breakout year, um, oh. looked great all preseason. And, yeah, man, they just – they dominated that. Oh, like, yeah. That's, there's no other way to put it.
0: Even the depth guys like a Benson Mayo out there making Benson a lot got of got one tackles for losses and stuff. I mean, the defensive line was dominating the Colts offensive line. And I know I've been asking this question a lot, but I got to ask again, like, is it our defensive line crushing people? Or was the Colts offensive line down a bit missing Eric Fisher and things like that, or, you know, I guess you got to just play the game that's in front of you, right?
1: No, yeah, missing Fisher definitely hurt them. Um, Nelson for that injury that he, he's had, play played great. I mean, that's a that's a good offensive line, and um, you know, so I just think our defensive line is that good, and um, we're just so deep. Yeah. When the next guy goes in, like I said, this is what in two thousand thirteen, a lot of people don't remember that two future All Pros, Cliff Avril and Michael Bennett, were not starters. Chris Clemens and Red Bryant were starting on that team. And so, like, that's how crazy the depth was. And I think, you know, uh, these guys, you know, they're not there yet to be to be named a, a Cliff Aver or a Michael Bennett. But they're, you know, they're good. And they're young and they're fast and they're hungry, just like they were uh, back in 13. So, I think we're seeing something special built up front. And um, And, again, the only thing that kind of concerned me was we, when we came out, we were in that 5-2 look. Which you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of one on ones, and the Colts were having success pushing the line of scrimmage, and and it was becoming hard for, for Bobby and Brooks, who played a phenomenal game, but to just find the gap, like because there was really essentially with some guys head up, there's two gaps now that you got to play. Um, you're hoping that your your nose or your three takes one of those, but if they don't, it, and the lining of scrimmage gets pushed back towards you that's a cat and mouse game now. Like, okay, which, which holes are you going to take? Because if you shoot it and you don't make it, I mean, that's up to the second level. That's up 10 yards quick. And luckily we have two of the best safeties and digs and Jamal, but that's still, that's no easy task.
0: Yeah. Well, the linebackers, I mean, dude, Bobby Wagner,
1: yeah, 13,
0: 13 tackles, Jordan Brooks, 11 tackles, uh, Daryl Taylor, like we said, adding a huge sack there on, I think it was on the two point conversion or mm-hmm. Uh, w- w- his sack where he like just, I mean, he just abused the offensive tackle there, just pushed him flat on his ass yeah. frankly and jumped over him and sacked Carson Wentz. It was like something out of a movie.
1: Well, that was what, you know, I knew he was fast. I knew he could bend the corner, uh, but to run through a guy, like <laughs> I didn't know he had that kind of power. Um, yeah. Cause he doesn't look like he has that kind of weight. Um, He's not as big as Alden, you know, Robinson, with some of the other guy or Sheen, you know, but I, he's so explosive that it doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: no, he was great. Uh, the Colts, uh, let's see, they went for it on fourth three times. They were un- unsuccessful every single time. Um, speaking of those short yardage and, and conversions, you see that quarterback sneak by Russ? I, I knew. I,
1: I texted you because, I mean.
0: They're listening, dude. They're listening to us. I it's think so
1: they definitely listen to our podcast because i mean for years we've been asking hey can you can you just get on her center and run a QB sneak and yeah. and guess what lo and behold one for one they tried one in russ's career and they got it
0: i love it they're coming back towards some sort of balance with that speaking of balance oh let's see what balance- you did there balance 7com everybody you got to align your phs and your alkalines and all that stuff and get your body balanced out you know too much acid one way or the other not good you got to get balanced out just like star athlete lamar odom did that's why he's joined balance 7com and so have we when you use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v you get ten dollars off Uh, your first 32-ounce bottle at balance7.com. Again, that's balance7. Use the promo code BELIEVE at checkout, B-L-E-A-V. If it worked for Lamar and us, it can work for you too, balance7.com. So concerns, the only real concerns I have, if there are any, is our cornerbacks, and I think that was the concern going into the season. You know, Carson Wentz did throw for 250 and two TDs, and one of those TDs was wide open against Trey Flowers, who wow. is a big question mark in the, the mind of a lot of Seahawks fans. I mean, Trey Flowers sometimes – I love him and love everything he's done for us and his time, and I respect him and everything, but sometimes it looks like he couldn't cover my bed, man. What is going on
1: <laughs> I mean, with yeah. Trey
0: Flowers? And what are we going to do? Because we were signing all these cornerbacks, but
1: a little I, sad. I, I honestly I don't even know what's going on. And, okay. you know, and I feel for Trey. I mean, it's not his fault. Uh, he, what he do you mean it's safe- not
0: his fault? <laughs> it's
1: not his fault he was a safety his whole life He's playing okay. corner in the NFL Like You you don't make a guy go play corner When he's been safety his whole life so, there's like, I'm not-
0: They they see something in him Because they just keep bringing in people And he just keeps yeah. beating the guy He's big, strong, fast, athletic
1: But yeah. does he know how to play an island? I don't think so Because I haven't seen him anywhere near his guy Half the time And I feel bad saying that you know. Because um, it's it's tough duties being a corner, especially. What he played safety at Oklahoma State, or wherever he went, like he played safety his whole career, and then come here and like, hey, you're gonna play corner. It's like, yo. This when you get to the best of the best, this is not where you just switch positions. Like
0: <laughs> no, I get it, but dude, you're a starting cornerback for you know an NFC West contending team. Like you just expect him to be in the picture when the guy catches the ball, and Seahawk fans don't see him in that picture all that often. You know this has been going on for years with him. So I mean, what do you think the answer
1: is, Sidney Jones or? Well, yeah, I I, I don't know why because Sidney Jones played all through preseason right with um, with Jacksonville or wherever <laughs> he just came from. So why? You know, why isn't he out there? Yeah. I, you know, I yeah, I, know. I wanted to know that.
0: Yeah. And DJ Reed, too. I mean, playing off a little bit, though. I just I, – I don't know. I yeah. want to see our corners, like, really getting into it and getting yeah. physical.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this, though. That kid, Mike, Mike Strong, I think his name is, that receiver, um, he made some phenomenal catches. DJ Reed was all over him, and I thought it was a, a either a pass breakup or maybe even pass interference. That's how tight of the coverage was, and he still had – great hands and when got the ball there's another one right away it was a low pass so um yeah mike strong i we're going to be hearing that name a lot in the future um he's only a rookie i didn't even look up you know how he got to them if he was a draft pick or not but it was impressive what he was doing
0: well uh uh shout out though i don't need to be too hard on the dbs because shout out to Quandre diggs for that hit oh that he, like, he had a now. couple he bringing the. I mean, yeah, but that one though, that guy he caught it wide open, and then he see Quandry coming, and I was like, yeah,
1: the deep like, over. over, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of smoke um, on that one. Yeah. yeah, he yeah he crushed him. But then there was another one when Bobby had the guy's legs wrapped up, and it was either Diggs. Diggs had one coming down the alley, but then there was Bobby had the legs wrapped up on Taylor, and I mean him or Jamal came over the top, and it was just. Man, they were coming up hitting. Yeah, yeah, they really were.
0: Uh, any other concerns? I mean, my only other concern would be noticing that the Colts ran for three point eight per carry. You kind of talked about that. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a concern, but that was the only other stat that jumped out at me from the game.
1: Yeah, under four. I mean, you really want you want them under three, somewhere in the neighborhood of two, two and a half is. Uh, but you know, a lot of that was a lot of the damage was done on that first drive, and. um you know, I'm just again surprised that they went away from it and just put the ball in Wentz's hands that many times. Um, especially, he doesn't. You know, I know he looked good running Wentz when he, he was—he's was, he was mobile, he's was a good athlete. But you know, my quarterback just had surgery five weeks ago, and I have a bunch of animals too deep on the D line coming after him. I'm not making him drop back every time, yeah. you know, and. So uh, even the run was so efficient in the first drive t- or two that the big play action pass that Diggs had that hit one, it was, it was big play action and everybody jumped up. Um, Brooks, Bobby, Jamal was damn near in the backfield. <laughs> like that's how, um, you know, con- deceiving it was. And that's why that guy was wide open. So I don't know, I think that's something this week when you get Derrick yeah, Henry, yeah.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get into that with our preview of the Titans a little bit later in the week, but that's that's yeah. why I kind of bring up the rushing number there against the
1: Colts because that's the only thing that could be concerning.
0: Yeah, we got a big one coming up this week. Uh speaking of big ones, exciting news. Our podcast is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring interactive fun to the sport we love the most. You'll be able to get in on the action at play action Pools. Dot com. It's a football pick'em challenge, which is open for everybody. So here's how it works: you sign up for our contest. So you go to playactionpools.com and then you search for the Believe Football Pick'em. Okay, and you sign up for it. You play along, and if you win, you could wear a pair, win a pair of electric sunglasses or a pair of DC shoes. Those are awesome brands and cool gear. So you want that? Go to playactionpools.com. Use our or, and f- sorry, not the promo code. Find our contest spell B L E A V football. <laughs> pick them uh there's no promo code or anything like that you just go on over there and enter and you could win those prizes playactionpools.com your new home for all of your office sports pools because you can set one up for yourself over there too or you can join ours um i was going to talk about the rest of the league but honestly we're running out of time on this show so we'll save it for our preview of the titans let's move to our zone in segment brought to you by zone in cbd zoneincbd.com the best cbd in the business it's lofa's company so you know it's the best um and you can sign up for a subscription yeah check out some merch lofa's got the t-shirts on um but for all your cbd needs it's zoneincbd.com this one does have a promo code b-l-e-a-v you get 20 percent off of your first purchase or no off of all of your purchases all your purchase yeah at zoneincbd.com. Lofa, I want to give you a little bit of time here to talk about Sam Cunningham. I know, you know, family member of yours, right? Close family friend, I know. Uh, And he he passed away at 71. I didn't really know much about him. I'm just going to admit my own ignorance. But in looking him up and after seeing your post, I mean, guys, an absolute legend helped to integrate college football and all that. And I know you want to talk about him a little bit. So uh, go ahead, man. Let's zone Yeah,
1: man. Um, Oh, the picture, Sam Bam. (laughs) Um, You know, family friend, um, father figure, uncle, you know, brother, former Trojan. Um, He, uh, you know, he's everything to to me and my family. Um, Despite, you know, all the legendary stuff he did on the field. I mean, it was uh, how much he cared for people off the field that really impacted me he was the only person i knew when i went out to los angeles when i went out to southern cal um my dad and my mom gave me his number and um, did your dad
0: play with him at usc or
1: no he was just so sam left in 73 um they won the title in 72 sam left in 73 got drafted by the patriots first round And um, my dad came in 74. They won the national championship and then left in 78, got drafted to the Patriots in the eighth round. So they played together for five years in New England till uh, I think 82 when, when Sam Bam retired and um, you know, he, Bam was the all time when he retired, all time leading rusher for the Patriots um, in their hall of fame Um, just made an impact and, you know, left an impression everywhere he went. And the, you know, when my dad passed, Sam was always there for me. Um, I have, you know, the pictures I had up there. He was always there. Uh, the first game I ever played, uh, he came down to Auburn. And uh, he gave the speech about when they played. They played Bama back in the day and, and yeah. you know, how, how it changed the culture of football in the South. Yeah. And then the next picture I had was we were at Oceanside. It was, it was me, my dad, and Sam and, our, and uh, Uncle Jack one of my dad's friends, and that's uh, at the draft party uh, when I got drafted. And so he – and then the last picture I posted was the first game I coached down in L.A., and uh, and he was there. So he was there for all my big moments, and even more importantly, he was there for all the, the dark and sad moments, you know. Like like I said, my dad passing, my career ending, he was there texting me, calling me. So it's just a man that meant a lot, not just to me, but to, to a lot of people. And uh, so this this one hurts. And um, you know, bam, I love you. And another thing, he connected a bunch of me and my former teammates that I had lost touch with because you know, as as later people have families and everything, and you yeah. know Yeah, you and, get the, yeah, I get it. Man, and he put us on group text, um, just telling me he's like, Hey, so and so, you know, needs needs a call, needs a text, needs to know that someone cares. And just, you know, we all need that. And I mean yeah that's just who, who bam was um he was the glue everywhere he went every everybody wanted to be him they were attracted to him just because his energy was so good and uh it's a sad it's a sad day man um
0: lost a real one for sure man
1: oh was- my god one of the greatest of all time
0: yeah uh just an absolute legend so uh yeah thanks thanks for sharing all that man really
1: yeah thank um, you for giving me the time to say that
0: of course. Of course. Absolutely. I'll, I'll let you yeah, listen. You got to be a real legend for me to let a USC Trojan onto here. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking around.
0: Uh, all right. Let's wrap this thing up. Okay. Let's oh, do it.
1: We're breaking it down to Bam Sam Bam on three.
0: Oh, hell yeah. All right, cool. That's an, that's not, Wait, hold on. That's a wrap for us, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Seahawks podcast this week. If you've got thoughts or emails to send, it's seahawkspod at gmail.com. That's seahawks, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Lofo, break us down.
1: All right. Hands in the middle. Sam Bam, you're always going to be with me, man. You're always there for me, and uh, you always will be. I love you. So we're going Sam Bam on three. One.